So this week we're looking at the choices we make. We make choices all day long. How do you make good choices? That's what we're going to look at today. Well, welcome to The Home Place. My name is Paul Rain. This is my lovely wife, Carolyn Rain. And? And today we have somebody who made a choice to join us, Cuddles <laughs> the Cat. For how long? We really don't know. Um, she, she is very unpredictable, like many of us, I guess. Uh, like but, most cats. <laughs> <laughs> but let's, let's dive into the choices we make. It's all about choices this week. And God gave us free choice. That means he gave us the power to choose. We can choose even to serve him or we can choose to ignore him. Isn't that, isn't that a loving God that would give us the choice? I mean, when, when Google makes a robot, they're going to make sure that it does what they <laughs> wanted to do. But God didn't make robots. God. Well, and this, this I was just going to interrupt him again because yeah. we're good at that. This whole choice thing starts right back here. You know, here's this precious little baby. Mommy and Daddy are going to train that little one into making wise choices. Now, does that mean that this baby is going to choose today what it ate? You know, I chose what I had for breakfast. Did you? Mm. Well, kind of, sort of. Well, I, I, just, I chose for him. <laughs> yeah, I ate what you gave me. <laughs> but, you know, we, cho we choose what we wear. We choose how we do our hair. This baby's not making any of those choices right now. So the parents have got to train that child That's to make right. good choices through the its life. The parents are making the choices for the child. And then as that child gets a little older, then it's being given a choice. Would you like to wear this today or this today? Right. You can choose. And the other thing about this picture is that the parents' choices are affecting that child, that innocent child. Right. If these parents choose to, you know, abuse the child, the child, what choice does he have at that point? Right. But if the parents choose to make home a beautiful place, what an opportunity for that right. child. Right. So our choices affect all those around us. But let's 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 go to our first text this morning. This is right there from the Old Testament, Joshua 24, 15. Choose for yourselves this day who you will serve. Really, there are only two choices. Mm -hmm. We're mm -hmm. either going to serve ourselves, prompted on by the enemy of souls, the devil, or we're going to choose God and we're going to choose God's ways. And we are doing that all day long. You know, sometimes consciously, sometimes well, unconsciously. Yeah, and and you know, you don't even think about the choices if you that you make. Maybe just pause for a moment and talk about this as a family. Okay, so what choices have we made today? From the from the little ones to the older ones, we are constantly making choices. That just is what this world and this life is about. And uh, many things, I guess, we can blame on other people, but we shouldn't. But we can't blame <laughs> our choices on other people. We make those choices. Well, yes, we do. And no, we shouldn't blame others for those choices. But oftentimes we find ourselves doing that very thing. Well, if so-and-so hadn't done such and such, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't have, have done. Yeah. And so it, go well, it started right there back in the garden. Let's yeah, think that's about right. It. That's right. OK, let's move on. So we all make choices. We're all making choices all day long. How do we make good choices? That's, a, that's an obvious question. We're is, doing Mondays now, is that right? Yeah, we're on okay. Mondays. Just, Ma just making to get right you choices. up to speed. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't that, shouldn't that be a topic that every child is just taught day in, day out? I mean, they learn algebra and, you know, reading and writing and all that stuff is algebra good. Algebra comes a bit later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah true. <laughs> but choices, how do we make good choices? 
Um, of course, if I was to ask Cuddles here, how do we make good choices, Cuddles? She would have absolutely no idea because, you know, well, what? animals, of course, do learn by if they do such certain things, they get certain rewards and right. those, they make those kinds of choices. But how do we as God's people, how do we make good choices? Well, what, probably the, the, first thing? the most important thing would be prayer. I think having that time with the Lord to really talk with him and, and allow him to just put into our hearts. So in, in, in making good choices, for me, prayer is where we can just, we come to God and we say, okay, God, I don't know what to do. You know, should I or shouldn't I? And we can ask God and we can listen for that still small voice, but we've also got to make sure we don't just rely on, oh, I, I think God's mm -hmm, telling me mm -hmm. to, we've got to go to the next step. We've got to step. go here. Yeah, we've got to go to the Word of God. We've got to go to this big book. It yeah, is full of counsel. And we might be wondering, oh man, I wonder if I should, you know, help myself to that, uh, that item's been sitting around there at work for ages. It's like, well, if you go to the good book, it says thou shalt not steal. Okay, you got your answer from God. So that's an easy one. Mm -hmm. But how do we make these choices where there is no kind of thus saith the Lord? I, I think for me, that's where prayer comes in because you gotta, you gotta get to the point with God where you know what his will is and you know what your will is. In, in terms of, you know, what you're battling against. Mm -hmm. I really want to do that, but maybe that's not God's will. So you've, it takes a little bit of time to come to that. And also looking for his providences, looking for the doors that he opens. And right. if you pray specifically, and we could give you many, many examples in our 30 years of marriage, where we have specifically asked God to open and close doors, make it really clear to us by having this door wide open, or if it isn't, slam it shut, and he's done it many times over. Another aspect, of course, is trusting God's word. Mm -hmm. I mean, God's word might say, and we're like, no, 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 no I don't want to do well, that. Well, that's so that, so that when he closes a door, we don't try and force it back open again. Right. Or when he opens a door, and sometimes this can happen, so we're praying and we're asking God to lead, and he begins to show us the direction, and we're like, really? No, that can't be. That's where we need to trust and then move forward in faith. Asking him to slam it shut is if at each step there's a point where he says no. Right. So trusting the Lord is an act of faith sometimes. And the other thing that I find... Hey, it's an it, act of faith all the time. Yeah, <laughs> true. The other thing that I find is sometimes what the Lord wants us to do is it's going to take time and we want everything to be quick and instant. I mean, we live in an instant age. Mm -hmm. You want to find out the weather, you just go on your device, bam, you know. <laughs> you know, you want to transfer money from A to B, bam, you can do it all instantly. But when it comes to God, oftentimes he, he does things more slowly. Not that God is slow. I mean, he made the world in six days. That's not slow. Um, <laughs> but sometimes he, he develops our faith by letting things, and sometimes things just take a while to roll out. Mm -hmm. um, and the other thing that uh, the lesson brought out is that if we're trying to make a choice, you know, maybe, you know, should we have a, Fifteenth uh, child, you know, <laughs> maybe it's worth asking some other people what they think. And you're all into the idea, and it's like other people say, "Well, you know, Mom's looking awful, you know, weak and weary, and you know she's been having health challenges. Maybe you need to call it a day." <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying to plan your family size. That's your choice. Um, but I'm just saying, good. It's good sometimes to open up and. Uh, but you've got to choose your counselors wisely. Yes, Don't do. go to do. the world for your counsel. Go to good, solid Christian people that you know and trust. Absolutely. Um, 
Seems like the cat that's made the choice to fall asleep. Well, we'll still see. with us. Don't um, talk to her. She might. Okay, let's move on to choose Tuesdays, wifey. That was choosing friends. Oh yeah. Now this Bible verse right here really struck, struck me. In Proverbs um, Proverbs eighteen twenty four says, "A man who has friends must himself be friendly." If you want friends, be friendly. Be the kind of person that somebody wants to be a friend of if you want a friend rather than looking at all the people that you think you want to pick. Unselfishness, to be your I think. Unselfishness mm -hmm. leads to many friends, good friends. Um, well, and then it needs to be the right kind of friends. Right. I've, I've got some verses here. This one the righteous should choose his friends carefully. For the way of the wicked leads them astray. And another one, that's the Old Testament, Proverbs, and from the New Testament here, uh, do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. Mm -hmm. So well, I can testify to that. I mean, you didn't, and we're going to talk about your, you and your background in a minute. But so, you know, I was raised in an Adventist home, in an Adventist family. Um, but had to go to public school because back in the day in England, there was no other option. Right. So I went to public school. There were no other Christians in the school at the time. And so I chose friends that were not Christians. I really kind of sort of didn't have any choice, but I did end up choosing friends that didn't always lead me in a direction that was a godly example and had to shed some of that influence years later as right, a result. Right. Um, and parents, this is just a plea to you. If you've got young children in the home, you're obviously trying to be an influence on them. You know, you're teaching them habits and manners and pleases and thank yous and all that stuff. But parents, please be involved in your children's friend choice. Mm -hmm. Because as children grow up, um, it's in the early years, the parents have a huge impact uh, on their children. I mean, this size, you know, the picture we had up there, the baby, the parents are choosing everything. But as the children grow, by the time they walk down the, the aisle to get married, pretty much all their choices are theirs. You know, mm -hmm. the, the parents, uh, are to a 99% of it, are out of the equation as far as their choices. So it's, it's a sliding scale. And if we don't be careful as our influence ramps down their associates influence ramps up so you got to make sure you've got to provide guidance that your children choose good friends because the friends of a 10 year old become the counselor of an 18 year old mm -hmm. uh, if the friendship's still going mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. so it's really important that we be involved in and, our children and those friends sorry to interrupt you it's all right <laughs> those friends need to be taking your children upward not downward and that is so very important. It's not just about, well, I like such and such and I like so and so, but which way do they take you? Right. It's, does, does what you do, does the, the time you spend with them tend to make you more Christ-like or less? It's really kind of a simple. So what would you say if you've got a 10-year-old and they've got a friend who is, you know, maybe their best friend, but every time they're together, something goes wrong. It's, it's just a friendship that is going south. You know, there's then, a lot of bad stuff yeah. keeps happening. What would you say to a then, parent like then that? Then what you would say and what you would do with your child is encourage them. Okay, that doesn't mean you just cut off that friend and have nothing to do with them. 
but you would be more careful about the time you would spend. You would want to spend time with that young person whilst you are in sight and hearing of what is happening. Right. So if needs be, you can intervene if there's something that really is going So you're talking south. about the parents being involved in that friendship, yes, not just definitely. leaving the two kids to themselves. Definitely. Right. And then if it persisted in a negative trend, you know, it, it's hard. Sometimes you might have to address the parent of that child, depending upon the age situation, or you may have to withdraw some. But God yeah. would always put on my heart that one day we're going to stand before him and he's going to ask the question, where is the flock? And we don't ever want to be in the point of saying, well, you see, it was like this. I didn't want to offend such and such and so and so. And so I just kind of let happen what happened. And here's the result is our children right, gone. Right. So, um, Choosing friends, super, super important. And we could go on for a, an hour on that topic. <laughs> Except we want to get to the next big topic. Yeah, which is choosing a life partner. This is when a friend becomes a real good friend. Right, right. Uh, this is a big source of discussion in our family well, with yeah, a 20 and a 22-year-old. Right, you can if imagine. you've got, you know, three and four-year-olds, this is not on the radar. Skip the next few but, months. But, yeah. <laughs> but once you hit about... Mid-teens, I would say. Yeah, that's mid-teens. That's not that they're looking at getting married then, but they're starting to notice well, and. Yeah, I, I remember with our children that mid-teens, they were figuring out who they thought would would be connected with who, and who would end up marrying who. And we'd have a lot of fun, you know, doing this kind of matchmaking. All of this typically happened around the meal table. Right. And of course, I want to say that probably nine times out of ten, we were wrong. <laughs> Obviously not very good matchmakers, but then of course it moves on from this person and that person to what do you think about so-and-so? Right. And then you start having discussions about the kind of young person that they would be interested in and why they would be interested and even making a list. Both of our children have a list of what they're looking for because you know when you bump into this wonderful handsome cute guy and all of a sudden all your reason and logic zooms out the window you've got nothing to look back on for wh why was I making these kinds of choices and what we were talking about early on with our children is not necessarily who are you going to marry but who are you becoming right you know if you're looking for somebody who's honest and timely and spiritual then you've got to become those things right. and that that's the time to be putting your energies into you know being the sort of person that somebody's going to want to marry you know <laughs> well and then you know there's another another dimension to this and you know in the bible it talks about in second corinthians about not being unequally yoked with unbelievers now that's a big choice in choosing a life partner it needs to be somebody that believes in the same faith is you that has the same understanding of God Why? And, Why? and the principles because it affects so much of your right. life to come. How you raise your children, how you live your life, what entertainment you're interested in, what music you like. It, it just affects it, it, so many things. Even sometimes <clears throat> culture, uh, it's not just faith, but sometimes right. culture right. can mean can that you're unequally things. yoked. You know, somebody from the North Pole trying to marry somebody from the South Pole, it's Might like, be tricky. whoa, you know, you do <laughs> you things know, so different. Our, our children are funny because they are often, as they think about our experience when we got together, they're like, they can't believe that our parents, my parents in particular, because at the time you had only been, been baptized as a, as a Christian for like about 10 months. Right. So they've asked me, so mommy, what would you have done if you'd met daddy and he wasn't a Christian? What would you have done? You wouldn't be here and I wouldn't be here. 
Man, you wouldn't marry me? <laughs> no. I mean, I'm a nice guy. <laughs> You're a lovely guy. <laughs> yeah, okay. I understand. I understand. Because uh, even for us, we, we grew up in the United Kingdom, Carolyn and I. And we moved when our kids were one and three. We moved to the United States, to, to Montana here. And it has been, a. I mean, the UK and the US really isn't that different. They're both first world countries. And But we have had some adjustments to make. Uh -huh. And even our language, sometimes we say things and it's like, no, 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 we didn't mean that. You know, so yeah. we have to be, that's just a little, but if we're, anyway, unequally I just, I just want to say that for, for those that may be thinking, ouch, that's where I am. You know, there are times when in a marriage, one partner chooses Christ and the other doesn't. So then what do you do? Do you, is that the end of the marriage? You just walk away? Well, no. I hope not. <laughs> no, absolutely not. We can't force our spouse to choose the Lord if they don't choose the Lord, right. but we can love them as much as we know how to the Lord and stick to our marriage vows that we made pre-becoming a Christian. Okay, we gotta, we gotta try and wrap this up here. Choosing a direction, choosing a career maybe. Mm -hmm. um, I just wanted to go back and just talk a little bit about choices in general. And that is that we've got to know that the choices we are making are based on God's word and not our own will not our own ways. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you might be going through school and it's like, okay, I want to be, you know, a movie star. Okay. Um, <laughs> or a rock it. star. <laughs> yeah, or a rock star. Check it by the word of God. You know, where where is that going? Think it through. What kind of influences am I going to bump into? Is that going to be a help in my Christian walk? Is that going to help me as a family man or a woman or whatever? So you've you, it's not... We've got to make sure we know what our will is and whether that's colliding with God's will. And if it's colliding with God's will, we've got to learn how to surrender our will. That's another whole topic. Well, and then when we choose our occupation and we move forward in that, and then we choose our life partner, we have to recognize that our occupation isn't the only thing now. Yeah, I got a text here. Um, 1 Timothy 6.10 is just part of the text. The love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. <laughs> Guys, I want to speak to you because as the providers, we go at it to try and provide for our families. And if we're not careful, our occupation becomes like a mini god, like mm -hmm. an idol almost. And we start putting more energy into our occupation and we, our choice to do that is normally masked by, you know, you need to be a good provider. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm being a good provider. And, you know, we, we need a slightly bigger home and we need a newer car. Mm -hmm. So there's always something to drive us on. Well, and our kids want all these things. So we'll just earn more to give them those things. Right. But actually, if you sat down and asked them what they really want, nine times out of 10, it's you, yeah. not so things. Dads, uh, and if mom's out there uh, as the breadwinner, don't get pulled into the trap that my work is everything. You've got children in the home. They won't be with you for very mm -hmm. long. And you don't want to be one of those guys where, you know, your daughter's walking down the aisle. You don't know a favorite color. You don't know a best friend. You don't know any of that stuff because you were too busy working. Mm -hmm. um, so, mm -hmm. um and I guess this text, as it applies to a young person choosing, don't be just driven by 
you know, the dollars. Oh, I want to be a dentist because I'll make good money of that. I don't want to be a cook. Nah, 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 I don't want to be a cook. I mean, I love cooking and, you know, my gift is cooking, but man, you're not going to make any money. You, you got to lay this before the Lord and stay there long enough to let him neutralize your will and allow his will to become paramount. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, the last thing, choices affect the whole family. My choices will affect Carolyn. Carolyn's choices will affect me. Parents' choices will affect kids. One, one of my and kids' choices will affect parents. Right. You know, um, one of my favorite mini quotes is, our daily lives are determining our destiny. Each choice we make is painting, is, is a stroke on the picture of life right. that we are painting. And we may think, it's just a little thing whether I'm going to go here or go there or watch this or watch that or eat this or eat that but it paints it becomes part of the picture right eventually that paints who we are yeah and And, where we're we're going and who the family is you know when when cain killed his brother that affected the the whole family and when joseph's brothers where you going kitty cat (laughs) when joseph's brothers sold um joseph there that affected dad i mean dad grieved and was it was terrible for him um, so just remember, your choices now affect your family, just not now and, and all the way through. Anyway, uh, we're glad that you joined us today. You made a choice to join us. Make a choice to join us next week as we go on to program number three, preparing for change. Uh-oh. Change is coming. I don't care what stage you are. Change is coming. We've got to be prepared for it. Amen. So join us next time. God bless. Bye-bye.